I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And hello, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day night, morning, afternoon, all the above. Um, You all are in for a treat today because during brand week from September in Miami, I had the pleasure and fortunate ability to talk to Emeka Ofotole, who is the VP of Sports Marketing at ESPN. And you all, this was so much fun because as you all know, I just got into sports. I'm learning so much. Um, We talk about all the ins and outs of marketing, and all the amazing cool things that ESPN's up to because they're truly just leading the way, in my opinion. So we sit down and we get into it. So if you like sports, if you like marketing, if you like, I don't know, if you're just a nice person, tune in, grab a snack, grab a seat, and let's get into it. Emeka, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to Brand Week. I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's a good time so far. Like, it's been good. Um, So... Before we get into all of this, we do a thing here where we always ask the question, what the term young influential reminds you of when you hear it? So, so <laughs> the term young influential. Uh, all right. Like this is immediate reacts, right? Yeah, immediate. Uh, somebody who's young. It's somebody who's influential. <laughs> you know what? That counts. That's not, you know what? That counts. Short, sweet, to the point. We don't, it doesn't have to be like. No, it's so funny because some people have like this long. They're like, it means that somebody who is revolutionary. And it's like this long, beautiful yeah, yeah. like speech. And I'm like, I guess we could just go home. Like, I don't know what else to go from there. Yeah. But you know what? Someone who's young, influential, you know, that counts. That works. We're going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with that to start. <laughs> so before we get into like you doing marketing and stuff at ESPN, can you kind of give us a backstory of um, how you got into marketing? Was it something you studied or um, how did you get into the realm of Yeah, no. So like... You know, marketing, like I think for me, has always been like this uh, passion, right? So a, a lot of times I talk about, you know, and I think pe- other people have said this, is like you look at sort of what you gravitate to every day and like what are those connection points and passion points. 
So I went to I went to uh, Columbia University, and you know I played soccer there. But like during college, one of the things I used to always love to do is like I was always like looking at like great like advertising campaigns and like TV campaigns and TV spots and be like, oh man, that was a really cool commercial by Gatorade. Like that was a really cool commercial by Nike. Like oh, I love the Sports Center ads. So I I knew. Um, early on that like I had a real connection to sort of the storytelling aspect of it. I loved going to the theater and like my dad like used to take me to movies and like my favorite part about it was like the beginning, like before the movie starts, all the trailers. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, cause so like good. the power of like seeing, you know, a, a movie trailer that you walk into that movie, right? And you like, you're not thinking like you're walking in being like, I'm going to see like that movie that they're advertising for. But you sit through a two minute trailer. All of a sudden, in two minutes, you change your mind to be like, yeah, I'm going to spend $15 to go to the movie theater like a year out from now <laughs> because of that's how much it's like impacted you. So like I've always believed in the power of marketing and the connection and the relationship it creates uh, with the with the consumer and also the identity it creates with you. Right. Like where. I remember in college, you know, I used to see all the Nike stuff and I was just like, oh, I identify with that brand because it like also represents me. Like I remember ESPN, like all the ESPN commercials are like hilarious. And I was like, I identify with that because that's how I am as a sports fan. So and that second part, too, like my senior year, I ended up taking like a seminar class. Right. And the seminar class was was called executive leadership. And the whole idea of that seminar was to write about like what it is, executive leadership throughout history. So a lot of people were like writing about like JFK, Abraham Lincoln and all that stuff. I ended up writing about like Nike and how Nike overtook Reebok and Adidas in like from the 80s and on to become like the number one shoe company. So it talks about like essentially Phil Knight and Nike, but half the paper is about how Nike introduced um, sports marketing like the concept of sports marketing, right? And they worked with an agency called Wyden and Kennedy. And sort of this concept was born of like how you market sports, right? And it's like emotional storytelling and it's really sort of like about how you feel, right? Versus what we're saying to you. So coming out of school, like I knew, especially being an at, like an, a college athlete, like I knew if I wasn't gonna play at the next level, like the part, the place I wanted to be was connecting uh, from a sports marketing perspective. And I was lucky enough to, you know, do 40 informational interviews to finally land that contact that was at ESPN to like get my foot in the door. And that's kind of how it started. And that's how like my journey has been. I started ESPN entry level. And now uh, I'm, you know, currently the VP of sports marketing and I oversee all the consumer and brand marketing for live sports for the company. And it's funny that you brought up like being inspired by like all the ads because when you said that, I merely thought of how growing up I used to love like the Venus Arena Got Milk ads yeah. and like the ones to like Peyton Manning and stuff. And I love how we all just it made me want to drink milk. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, if I want to look like Peyton or Venus and Serena, I didn't drink lots, and I would literally drink like full pints, like half gallons of yeah. milk. Because I'm like, I want to look like that. Now I have, now I can't really drink milk and it has issues with me. But like, I, I feel like that's so true that a lot of people don't realize where it's like a lot of this marketing and stuff really does impact you and it helps whether you're young or really see yourself so, in that campaign. Like it plays such an important role. Yeah, and I think what's really important, and I even tell senior, senior marketers this as they come up, is like, I always say like, still be a sucker for marketing. Like, I still love marketing that allows me to 
feel something allows me to be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be buying this, but I'm going to buy this, right? Like, <laughs> uh, or or it's something that kind of like defines my identity. And I think for marketers who are coming up, it's like never get numb to that, right? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you still need to know how, like, you still need to feel how, like, what it feels like to move someone to create that type of identity, to create that type of relationship. And I so. No matter what, no matter how high you get up in the marketing ranks, always be a sucker for marketing because, like, I think it grounds you in terms of how you continue to relate and connect to the consumer. No, that's so true because when you, I'm thinking of like products and stuff where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I only know they're doing the packaging like that to make you buy it or whatever. Or I'll see like a really good trailer for something. I'm like, oh, they're just trying to whatever. And then like I'll fall for it and I'll be like, dang, they got me. But it's like, you know it. Yeah. But it's so true. But it's like what you said. Like if you're not passionate about it or you're not falling in love with it, how are you going to move yeah. other people? Yeah, how are you so going to move like other it's people? It's so important yep. to know that. But uh, kind of fast forwarding, can you give people who aren't as familiar with ESPN like a brief description on what ESPN is so they like get an idea for those who aren't familiar with it? Yeah, no. So, you know, ESPN has been around for, you know, 35 plus years. Um, And one of the things that ESPN does well is like we bring sports, you know, to to people across the country and across the world uh, through all different platforms, like whether it's like watching a game on TV or reading an article dot com or uh, being on, you know, social media. Um, it's like the home. Uh, it's a home for sports and how it's it's broadcasted and how it's, you know, c- consumed and delivered uh, to a sports fan. Uh, and we've been doing that, you know, from, you know, having live rights like the TV shows that we have to the 30 for 30s that people have watched to our you know, uh, our fantasy football apps uh, to ESPN Plus, our streaming, you know, offering. Uh, So it's like all these different ways a consumer and a sports fan connects with sports. ESPN is there to deliver. And that's why our mission is serve sports fans anytime, anywhere, uh, because that's what we really believe. And that's what's been the soul of the company uh, for a long time. And what I love is, like, I recently just got into baseball, and so I love whenever I'm, like, going to a game, whether it's the Marlins or the Yankees, and, like, I can pull up and, like, see the stats live at the game, and it shows the plays and stuff. And I feel like that goes to show how it's changed, like, over the last 20 years. I know you've been at ESPN for a while now, so, like, what are some other cool ways, like, beyond that you saw how ESPN's, like, changed their marketing from, like, back in the 2000s to, like, kind of now, like, now we have so many elements that we're having to think of when we're thinking of marketing. But. Yeah, no, like, I think one of the things, and, you know, it's just not sort of ESPN itself, is, like, I think the broader kind of, like, marketing world, right? Like, where, like, the consumer and how they consume content has changed dramatically in the last 20 years, right? So you've gone from a place, like, from from mediums and platforms where, Everyone was on, right? Like whether it's, you know, watching TV or reading that newspaper and the New York Times to, or getting that magazine at home, right? So that, those, those were the platforms that were at scale. But now, like if you look at today, like all the platforms are incredibly fragmented, right? You have consumers consuming on a number of different touch points where it's through like they're on TikTok, right? It's, uh, they're on Twitter, they're on, Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever it is, they're on digital, on like .com. So, or, or they're, you know, going through streaming. Like, so like the number of different platforms that a consumer is, that you have to connect with the consumer has actually like expanded in, um, in pretty insane ways. Like I always have this statement, like I was like, it's the worst and best time <laughs> to be a marketer because like you have to work really hard to reach your consumer on a number of different platforms, but also you have a lot more levers 
to ultimately reach your consumer. So it's like this, it's just like this tug, you know, uh, this, you know, back and forth of like, it's really great because like you have a lot of levers to connect with your consumer, but also you have a lot of levers that the consumer, different communities and different like people are consuming their content that you might not always reach them. Yeah. And I think like another thing that I've noticed even within the last 10 years is we used to be able to just like copy and paste marketing across like Facebook, Twitter, um, and then Instagram. And now it's like, we're having to learn how to create different marketing for a lot of the different platforms. Like the marketing that you might do on TikTok's different than like what we were talking about earlier, like on the New York times compared to what you're doing over on this one and like a quick video short and stuff. So it's so interesting how it's constantly evolving and we're constantly having to like figure out like, okay, who are we targeting? Who's our audience in this campaign compared to that one? Yeah, which is and, so interesting. And you have to be authentic to the platform. You know, our VP of uh, social media, Katie Daly, like talks a lot about that at ESPN is like, you know, the conversation in the community that you're reaching on TikTok is, is different than the conversation community that you're talking to on on Instagram and how that platform works and how people communicate is also very different. So if you're not storytelling in a way that's authentic to the platform and the community of that platform, then you're ne like your like your conversation, what you're trying to say is never going to br break through. Yeah, like that's so true. And speaking of which, like I know you kind of had a hand in like the uh, ESPN 365 marketing type technique. Can you kind of walk us through like what that is? Yeah, so what that looks like? like the thought process on you know, and we and we we use that strategy specifically around the NFL and, and the NBA is, and I'll talk about the NFL example. You know, marketing is best. Like I think you know. A marketing department or like teams who are are, are are executing big marketing campaigns and trying to sort of have the seat at the table of the company is like, if you can find that perfect intersection between the consumer and the business, that's where I think you hit home runs with marketing. So what I mean by that is like, if you're so focused on the consumer that you don't see the business, like I think... You're, your marketing and how that like the impact of it's going to struggle. But if you're so focused on the business and not worried about the consumer, everything is going to be transactional and you're never going to build a brand. You're never going to build a relationship. And ultimately, long term, your marketing impact will be, again, um, you know, sort of decreased. So if you can create a marketing strategies and marketing plans that kind of reflect that intersection between the business and the consumer, I think that's where you hit a home run. And the way we thought about this idea of 365 and specifically NFL 365 is like is comes down to like essentially two simple insights. One, as an NFL fan, right? So the for a fan, the sport that they're most interested in 12 months out of the year is football, right? And for us, you know, the the sport like for an NFL like the way we think about our NFL content is like who also has the most NFL content, probably more than the NFL network, 12 months out of a year, it's ESPN, right? So the insight of this idea of like, a fan doesn't stop being an NFL fan all year. So yes, our Monday night football season might finish up, but like that fan is still a fan mm -hmm. all year round. And we still have other content, NFL content that we can actually connect with that fan. So the idea of 365 is like, look, we should be marketing this sport in and out of the season because like we're connecting the fan interest and what we have. And that's how we're able to sort of uh, keep that relationship all year. Right. So that's the thought process on NFL 365 is like really kind of like syncing up um, 
how the fan sort of approaches the sport and also our business and how like, the type of NFL content that we actually offer up all year round. So it makes sense to talk about it all year round. So thus, NFL 365 and the same thing on the NBA front, NBA 365. No, and I think that's so true. What's really cool is just finding other ways to keep them engaged. And I feel like that goes beyond any type of marketing. You don't want it to be transactional where like the person's just like, okay, like got what I needed. All right, I'm done. You want to keep them engaged the whole time because you want to make it long term. You don't want them to just kind of go in and out. And yeah. I feel like it's so important. And 100%. And I think also in, in the, like what's important in this time is that there's so much content coming at people, right? So if you are not sort of um, creating these beats of connection with your consumer and fan throughout the journey, like you might get lost, right? So the whole idea is essentially to create these, you know, beats and moments of connection that like reaffirms the relationship, right? So the relation, like, cause like that's how that fan is actually consuming it. So now they know like ESPN is that like number one destination for me. And it's also that ESPN is the person that understands them the most and cares about them the most because you know what? They're connecting with me, not just in the fall when we have a Monday night football game, but like in the spring, in the summer, because they know that's how I want to think about my NBA fandom or my NFL fandom. And what it does from a marketing perspective is then it allows you to stay engaged. So ultimately, like you just kind of move the fan down the journey to ultimately like the next thing without having to then sort of put so much investment to like get the wheels going up again because you've disappeared for six months, mm-hmm. right? So that's the other idea is like it just allow, like it allows the marketing to work more efficient and, and work harder for us because we're kind of, you know, always engaged with the, that fan and we're never really sort of disappearing and going away. And you brought up a really cool thing. Like we talked about football and we all know football season's like we're gearing back up. And you guys did that really cool ready for football campaign in um, 2021, which brought it one of the most watched um, Monday night football. So can you kind of walk us through like how that came about and if that 365 strategy kind of played a role into that also? Yeah. So our uh, our NFL on ESPN platform is called ready for football. And it's based off this insight of, you know, we're always every, like everyone's always ready for football. So like you have to think about like any tagline, any platform line, like we're always thinking about multiple perspectives. So let's take the NFL example. As I said before, fans are always ready for football because the, the, the sport that they're most interested 12 months out of the year is football, right? If you look at it from the athlete perspective, they're always ready for football, right? Because not, it's not only in the, in the actual main season, it's also draft getting ready, like summer camps. An athlete always has to be ready for football. ESPN is always ready for football because like, as I I said before, we have all this NFL content, not just, you know, in the season, but out out of the season. So we have this mentality. We're always ready for football. And you all, if you look at it culturally is the last perspective, like there's always a cultural conversation about being like, everyone's (laughs) ready to talk about football at whatever point. So it only made, and like, and connecting, you know, to our, our heritage and our history of, you know, are you ready? Right. For Monday night. Like, it's this idea of like, you know, a ton of credit to our, uh, creative agency arts and letters in coming up with this is like, all right, yeah, ready for football. So it was a platform we started four years ago. And, you know, the thing about what we really believe in platform strategies and, 
and and platform, you know, creative uh, creative platforms, is that you're not reinventing the wheel every year, right? So there's a difference between a campaign strategy and creative, and a platform strategy and platform creative because like the platform you're building over time, where a campaign just is like in that moment in time, like you're executing that. So the ready for football work really for us is about this storytelling of like what ESPN is bringing to football in a way that like represents the fan mindset. And so we've done, you know, like amazing, like, uh, you know, really awesome launch and kickoff campaigns to start the season. And the, and the work that you were talking about in 2020 uh, was one of those, right? But like, what's interesting about it is like, if you look at the work from 2020, 2021, we just launched something. We just launched a, uh, a ready for football um, uh, effort uh, for this season. It all feels like very connected. It all feels like a similar space, but very different because we look at our platform as a relationship. So we are building and investing in the relationship with the fan that gets better and deeper. And, you know, as time goes on, versus starting anew each year. And that's how you ultimately create a brand. That's how you ultimately create deeper connections and deeper relationships with like with ESPN overall. And also I think that's how we all ultimately like differentiate ourselves to ultimately move the business. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And I feel like one thing that a lot of people struggle with that when trying to create like that whole thing where it's like, I don't want it to seem like this is a one-time connecting thing, but how to make you, like you said, connect from like 2020 to 2020, like to connect throughout the years is they're like, well, how do I do that? How do I make that connection go all the way through? And it's like, like oh, you guys, you guys have so many such good original content. Also, to from connecting to the marketing that goes with that, and I feel like a lot of times brands just need to realize where it's like, okay, what do we already have, and how can we connect it to make it where it like what we said kept saying earlier, like transactional, where it's like 
we only know that they're coming around for this time, but we know this is something that's always on our football fans' minds or yep. our such and such minds. So, like, let's talk to them. Let's kind of see what's the stuff that, like, gets them excited and what makes them always ready to talk about this or ready to talk about that and, like, find ways to connect it. Yeah, and I think one of the things we think about is, like, this idea of, like, you always, everyone should be on the same level. At times, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, naturally brands want to, you know, tell their consumer, we have this, or you got this, and probably, you know, like, are speaking to the consumers, to their fan, versus like, you know, being on the same level with them in terms of the celebration of the NBA, celebration of how we think about football. So that's a lot of what we think about in our advertising, is how do we not sort of, like, how do we have everyone on the same level And that's where I think it creates this, like you start to look at it from a fan mindset. You start to think about it from an athlete mind. Like, so we're not necessarily speaking at people. It's like, we're like, we're, we're like, it's like this idea we're fans too. Mm -hmm. And like, and then you storytell from that. And that's what I think for us has made like the work really, really great. I think it's given us that sort of like energy to storytell in a much better, like better and higher creative excellence way, because like, we're not better than our fans. Like we're every, everyone's on the same level celebrating and enjoying like what's happening um, with the sport. And I feel like you brought up a good point too. Like I, I feel like you guys do do a good job of that where it do, you guys come across as like, no, we're, we're like you, like we we're excited about football. We're excited about this. We're excited about that's what we're not talking at you from like a yeah. marketing standpoint. Yeah. Is there like a tool or something that you all do to kind of keep that same uh, speech or that same rhetoric across like all things with marketing. So I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. So that's, so brings me back to the point of the importance of like platform strategies and uh, creative platforms, because like once you set that platform, like what you're setting is tone, right? You're setting sort of the, uh, you're laying out uh, the foundations of the relationship. You're laying out uh, the foundation of how you want to storytell. You're laying out the foundation of how you want to connect to that consumer. So like that sort of anchors you. And once that anchors you, it's kind of like a, 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 a lighthouse in a fog, right? Like you always know where you're coming back to. And so that's kind of we've looked at like ready for football. We have a couple of them you, on the NBA side. You know, we have a platform called it's, it's, uh, it's NBA on ESPN time, right? Or on the Major League Baseball side, like, you know, we have a platform called Give Us Baseball and we just launched this new platform, uh, marketing platform for college football. You know, it's the greatest story, uh, the greatest story ever played, right? And so to me, that is the thing that allows you to always know kind of like how you should show up and how you should connect with, and doesn't allow you to kind of get lost and start to like think about the relationship from a transactional perspective. And we look at platforms of like, all right, what kind of storytelling and what kind of connection do we want to build over the next three to five years versus this campaign that's happening in the next two months? And I think what, what you brought up a good point too is like that whole like campaign and other like the platforms and thing. Like I feel like that's also since post-pandemic, I've seen a lot of like whether it be sports or stuff, they try to like find ways to like, okay, how can we still keep, how can we connect with our viewers or our fans and stuff on more of a personal in-person type level? Or, like, I know we talked about doing the different apps and stuff, but is there like a way that you guys are like finding like activations and other things to really bring in the people more where they really feel like they're part of yeah, the totally. marketing and the like, campaigns? And I, and I really b- do believe in this, like where, you know, ultimately like we're marketing 
like marketers are marketing to 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 their consumer on a lot of different like uh, whether it's levels, whether it's platforms, whether it's you know the TikTok community or the so it's kind of like really you know in a way fragmented, but you're still reaching your 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 folks and you're still reaching your communities. And I do think at times like brands have to figure out you know how do how do we get everyone to to experience and feel our brand in the same way at the same time, right? And I think you know sports has that natural lever like where you know there's nothing better than you know sitting down and watching that game like together but at the same time from a marketing perspective we also look at you know especially during covid coming out of it is like you know sports fans want to get together so how how do activations play a role uh where we can bring sports fans together and like where we can create experience where sports fans are are experiencing and feeling and connecting with espn um at the same time, in the same way, which then creates that connection to the brand. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times and stuff, like, you'll see people, they're like, oh, yeah, welcome to whatever. And they just, like, hand people out, like, the typical, like, marketing materials. But I feel like what's really cool that ESPN and a few others have done is, like, it's coming from, like, a, like we said, like, that fandom perspective where it's like, hey, we're we're just like you. So the engagement and type of things that they do it through is a way where it's like, oh, like, no, this is from our fan perspective. Like, this is, it seems like I'm being marketed to. Yeah, 100%. I'm just getting a flyer or whatever. Yeah. But a whole experience. Totally. And, like, we we did a, you know, pretty big activation for the NFL draft in Vegas. We did one, uh, a watch party there. We also did uh, an activation for the NBA Finals. Uh, we partnered with the NBA, but it brought like a thousand fans to it. Right. And, you know, obviously there's an experience for the folks on site, but obviously like, you know, that experience is also going out through social media. So like you're like scaling that onsite experience to reach more people. But the, 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 the feedback and the reception is just like, it felt great, felt great to not only, you know, be in person connecting the dots, but it's also felt great to be celebrating football or celebrating basketball, right, together. And I think that's going to be a role that, like, sports should always play, right, as, like, this idea of, like, a unifying function to bring people together uh, in a world where we all have all our individual communities. And I think that's the power of, like, the moment where sports can still play is, like, we can take all these individual communities and make them feel like a collective for that moment in time. And if we can do that, it helps us, you know, positively impact and change our society and sort of break down, breaks down silos. Yeah, and I feel like what's really cool, too, is I feel like you guys have really done a cool job of kind of meshing like different other realms and stuff. So like maybe music and things like within the marketing where maybe it's somewhere that's like, oh, you know what? Like, I've, I'm not really I haven't really been watching ESPN closely with this, but oh, they partnered with my favorite artists or yeah. they're saying that same thing. Can you kind of explain like yeah, how so you guys are able to do that? So like I think, you know, a couple couple of points on that, like. You know, right now, you know, what's really important to on sports is like also realizing and thinking about sports at the intersection of sport and culture. Right. Um, and and the reason for that is. You have to do there's two things you ultimately have to do when we think about marketing sports is like we want to make sure like our most avid uh, folks who are most passionate about their sport really sort of stay connected and like we're authentically representing that sport in the right way. At the same time, we also have to provide on-ramps for more casual people to be able, fans to be able to come in and have access to that sport or to be able to connect with that sport in a way that might not necessarily be the same way that avid fan is actually connecting and consuming that sport. 
So a lot of so we look at you know the intersection of sport and culture as the way to provide those like on ramps, right? So all of a sudden we know that you know sports fans are also huge music fans, right? So music is now a way for us to bring more people into the fold and have more people who might not necessarily thought about that college football game or might not have been like, oh man, like I gotta watch this NBA game. But like you're now connecting with them through the through like their passion interests on their terms. And now they're learning about that sport, that player, that all of a sudden they're like, hmm, maybe I do turn it on because I've like really connected with that, right? So that's how we look at sort of that intersection of like sport and culture to be able to bring that. So like whether that's music, whether that's food, whether that's, you know, all these different ways um, that fans are consuming, like we want to use that and, and figure out how we storytell to be able to provide that on-ramp for more sort of like casual fans uh, to connect with the sport. Yeah, because a lot of times, a lot of these their fa- these favorite athletes, whatever, it's not synonymous where they're only doing sports or a sports fan's not only doing this. Like they like music other things. or they like other things. Yeah. So it's like, it also brings it to make it more of a person where it's like, okay, like now we're, t- we're talking to a whole person. It's yeah, not like, Nobody's just like, I only do sports. Yeah. Right? Only, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, people like, People who they want to hear such and such music or there, it just brings it more lively and really brings that whole persona to the brand or through that stream or whatever it is to make it be like, okay, like this is actually a persona we're speaking to. Yeah, 100%. And so not only the persona, but it's also we want to maximize the power of what the sports platform can give us, right? And I think it allows us, you know, allows us to do a lot of things and like have a lot of conversations that we want to be able to take advantage of. But look, the persona thing is totally right. It's like, you know, sports is a key part of my identity, but it's like not the only Mm -hmm. thing, right? Like I'm interested in all (laughs) this other stuff. So if sports can like be able to allow me to like express my full identity interest through sports, amazing. And I feel like it's also cool whenever we see like the different athletes position when they're so they're like, hey, like I also do this. And when, whenever that's used to marketing where they're like, oh, you know, I'm also interested in food or whatever. And I feel like it helps the sports fan. Like we talked about earlier, like really connect with the two of the marketing. They're like, oh, like someone to likes this too. I do too. Like that's cool that they positioned him where he knows about that. Because it's like, you know, what? I would have never thought that like Eli Manning did X, Y, and Z or yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's like, that's so cool. 100%. Um, and before we wrap up, like kind of, talking about like how these different things like the intersections of sports like I feel like sports marketing the realm or even sports in general to get into it there's so many different avenues and stuff so um for people who are listening we're like oh that sounds so cool or like I'd love to be a part of sports or but I'm a publicist or I'd love to be part of sports but I'm more interested in broadcast or what advice do you have for somebody who's like looking to break into like the sports marketing realm or like the sports realm in general like to get into it yeah no like there couldn't be a more, I believe, an exciting time um, for sports and the and the industries that are connected to sports. Reason why, probably if you look back 10 or 15 years ago or 20 years ago, probably the, the, the main definition of how like people would sort of like define fandom would come down to like two things, right? So it would be uh, time spent and knowledge, right? So time spent in the sense of, Hey, I watched five football games this weekend. I'm a huge sports fan. <laughs> or I could tell you who played first base in 1979. I'm a huge sports fan. <laughs> so that was kind of like the entry, right? But today, the definition of how people like define like their sports fandom has like expanded and has changed. So you might only be into like 
NBA sneaker culture like athletes are wearing. And you might not necessarily watch an NBA game, but you're a huge, you consider yourself a huge sports fan, right? You might be really interested in LeBron and how he does his recovery and what he eats, right? And that's all you're focused on. And because of that, you consider yourself a huge sports fan. So the definition of how people like connect to sport and how we think about fandom has changed. So thus, the industries that now like are connected to sports have actually expanded, right? So now you have not only uh, you have filmmaking, you have food, you have music, you have uh, recovery. So like the whole definition of like the, what it means to sport has expanded. So what I would say to folks is like, open up your aperture and open up your definition of how you think about sports, not necessarily just the traditional way, but also this sort of expanded way, an expanded way in terms of how the consumer is actually consuming sport the, and, and the companies that are actually fueling that. Because there's so many more places now to enter the sports industry than before. And if you open up your, your aperture and if you're creative about it, uh, you could actually have like a really brilliant, like you work for a really brilliant company at the intersection of sport and culture and you can start there and then you can continue to still make your way to the ESPNs of the world, the Nikes of the world. But before, like there was only probably like, you know, certain companies that were doing sports all the time. But now it's like a ton of different industries, ton of different companies, even like a social media company like Twitter has a huge sports division. Right. So like so I think it comes down to the creativity of the individual. But now it's never been more exciting to build like a pretty rich and diverse career in sports if you look at it in a just more expanded view versus maybe a narrow view to start yeah and i feel like so like if somebody's like oh i'd love to do sports in like the metaverse or sports and whatever like that your field or your area in sports might not be here yet and that's okay that's like, okay that's okay but like, it's expanding yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's expanding so like don't feel like oh i don't see what i want out there yet like as you go or just get your foot in the door into that, you'll see like, okay, like you'll see stuff start to develop. And as time goes on, like 10 years from now, like we could see like another door in sports. open. Yep. So like, don't feel limited to what's just here. Like, just like kind of take it as like, okay, this is my foot in the door. And then like, just get started. That's awesome. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here and giving us so much advice and all the sports wisdom. And we truly appreciate it. Yeah. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's always cool to talk about the future of sports and sports marketing. Thank you. All right. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias, and we'd love to hear from you all and feel free to give us a rating on Apple podcast. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.
Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.